Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. I'm Condra Boudreau from The Amateur Nerds. And I am Jess Katz, and I have seen the world through the eyes of many characters in Almost Famous. Hmm. Interesting. Poetic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a welcome back, back, uh, Jess. Thank you for having me. Just doing a great job so 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 far. Thank you. Thank you. And Contra's been our co-host. I appreciate her help here coming in. Thank you for letting me back. Yeah. Thank you. Um. So this is uh, minute fifty-one this week, Uh, and it starts with a possibly misconstrued "I love you," and ends with the unveiling (laughs) of the first T-shirt. This is a loaded minute. (laughs) A lot happening. Yeah. Poor Elaine. Yeah. Again. Trying to... Trying to just get something nice out of her son. And these... These girls, Penny and Beth, they still don't realize or care that he's on the phone. Still. He's turned, he, he's been standing there with a phone to his ear. He's turned around. He's told them to hold on. And they are still acting as though he's not on the phone at all. <laughs> so when he shouts, I love you, they, they have no clue. No clue. They think that's for them. It's... <sighs> Misconstrued. Good word. <laughs> and, and and so so I guess the big thing I I would wonder about that though is that you know especially as like the way they look at each other after he says this, right? And it's it's that that is such a big thing I think in the uh, male female relationship. You know, upon uh, upon upon first meeting, <laughs> for a guy ever to say <laughs> "I love you" to a woman, 
that is, you know, like a death nail in a relationship, right? Especially after <laughs> she just told him that she's staying in yeah. his room. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And mm. and Penny's Penny's laugh, she does this yeah. two-part laugh. And at first it's it sounds like the tone of her laugh like she's almost making fun of him. And then the second half is kind of like, oh, isn't that cute? You know, mm-hmm. and then Beth has this major, major sass. She's almost like offended a little. You know, if you look at her face, she's like, excuse me, yeah. what? <laughs> and that's what finally gets them to walk away. <laughs> Not that he basically said, hold on. <laughs> They're not the center of attention, then it's very confusing to them. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Even in her little turn back, in Penny's little turn back after, she's like, is it about me? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, still trying to keep up this, it's about me. They, they're, they're clearly talking about him. You wonder what they're saying, you know. If it was more along the lines of making fun of him or just treating him like a little boy that was so cute. And there, something that I really noticed about this party, even though it's just for two seconds, these girls are really making themselves at home in in the backstage area of this arena. They are Mm -hmm. walking with such confidence, like it's their arena, you know, with their little caboodles and, you know. And then the look on William's face. He just wants to be cool so bad. And this misunderstanding is just going to set him back a few steps. Poor thing. Um, there, There is the, you know, I mean, what, what's, what spawns that, you know, William saying, I love you to his mother, really. Um back to his mother, but, uh, misconstrued by, uh, Penny and Beth, um, you know, Elaine, her saying, you know, I mean, that, 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 that part right there is, is, um, extremely amazing. I mean, you know, the way she's saying that at that point, at the, it's, it's darn near the very first thing we get in this minute, you know, yeah. I miss you and I love you just, you know, really strained and trying to, you know, say it loudly, but not yell it, I think is probably, a big, big reason why it sounds the way it does. You know, right. You, don't, she, you, you never want to be yelling. <laughs> she kind like words. Took, words took, you a, be. took a big breath, you know, like it, yeah. it took so much out of her to, to say that almost, you know, she had to like wind up to get that out. Mm-hmm. Sad. She, she got nowhere at all in that combo. Did not go as planned. I'm just thinking about it like she's an academic and usually this cool reason. And even in like her earlier interactions with William when he's younger and stuff, it's always this intellectual level and her and emotions don't seem to go well together. So I wonder if this is actually like incredibly overwhelming and emotions are are very tricky for her. Right, right. Even when Anita eventually comes home, when she hugs her, there's mm-hmm. almost a little 
hesitation in the hug too. It's a good hug, oh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a good, good point. And she throws the phone. It's, it's just sad. It looks like, looks like that phone stayed on the floor for a while. She, she didn't move after that. And the un- the uncertainty, you, you don't know when you're going to hear from him again, especially because he missed the day, you know, the day before. That had to be hard for her. Yeah, and what, what, what you know, what would this interaction then, you know, that would probably maybe cause him to maybe miss another day. Right. <laughs> it might be a couple of days until he... Because again, what, what can she do? She doesn't even know where he is. That's horrible. Well, if we're done with this scene, um, you know, this, so that's, so the, the song that, uh, you know, was causing part of the problems here, at least <laughs> playing as loud as it was, uh, Hour of Need, uh, Stillwater's song, um, ends, uh, any last, any, anything else anyone wants to say about that song No. or that part of the scene? Um, so then we cut to, uh, you know, it's another part of, you know, backstage, I, I guess, like, you know, like a dressing room, essentially, that they're in. Um, and before we actually get to uh, William and Russell talking, this is this is our last uh, deleted scene for, for with you guys that we'll go over. Um, we, we, we missed it totally uh, last minute. Any, any deleted scenes? We didn't have any. But um, so this is just a fairly inconsequential and, uh, you know, there's a few shots back and forth, but the main, the main little bit of dialogue here is, you know, and you see her in a little bit, uh, Penny ironing in the background while a lot of this mm-hmm. other stuff that goes on. Um, so what it is, is that Russell is over there and with her and helping her iron. And he's kind of even giving her some instructions. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying that way you don't get one of those little creases. Know what I'm saying? And, uh, Cute. Yeah, all right. So this has to be straight here is is what she says or what I forget if that's what she says or he he's continuing on with the, the instruction. But so it's it's interesting that um this instruction is going on, you know. And actually wait a second, I'm sorry. It's not wait a second, it's not Russell. It's it's Jeff that's doing this. So that actually makes maybe a, a little less sense. It's not the boyfriend so to speak but it's uh uh you know the 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 more i i, I kind of want to say it asshole of the of, of the duo <laughs> um that that is being a little assholey in his instructions of how to iron to right why can't he iron the shirt himself yeah you're standing right there giving instructions mm-hmm yeah, that would fit perfectly with Jeff. I would actually be like a little confused if it was Russell because I feel like Russell wouldn't care, but Jeff definitely cares. <laughs> it's so tied up in him. I can definitely tell you any rock and roll tour that I've ever been on, I've all but once been the only girl on tour. And ironing is definitely a skill that comes in handy when you're with a bunch of boys in a band. So it makes a lot of sense that Penny was just ironing and helping out with things that 
she might have just been a little better at than these these men. That's how I see it. But but because it's Jeff, like like Conjure said, you know, it feels like he wants it done a certain way. So why why not just take over? Why not? Instead of giving instructions. And what is his tone like? Is it is it nasty? Mm, uh, no, I don't think so. It's mm. you know, but but still, it's it's you know, for someone doing you a favor, you know. I mean, unless right. unless unless we don't we don't know, you know. Maybe she said to asked him, you know, how how can I do this better for you, Jeff? <laughs> right, right. You know, but something in me doubts that. <laughs> right. But uh, you know, it's a good, we, accurate. Um, shot of what it does look like in a dressing room when there's girls around. Definitely. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Cameron Crowe is there, obviously, so he knows. Yeah. <laughs> he should know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, and so like I said, there's besides that bit of dialogue, there's just these little cuts back and forth uh, between the various people in the room. Uh, uh, Silent Ed is definitely one sitting in a chair um, where where Larry and uh, Beth are are sitting, what's behind them? Larry, Larry has a guitar in his you know in his hand, and and there's even a shot kind of uh, from the more to the side, and they're at a piano actually. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Are they playing? Yeah, I mean they're they're. I mean it's not really noticeable any kind of music uh, right. coming from it, but I mean they definitely have their you know you know. Or shown, I mean, just for the briefest of a second, right? With their hands on the keyboard, you know. They're, That's cool. I mean, he's he's got the guitar, so I mean, he's he's kind of noodling around, and she's helping him a little bit, maybe I guess, seemingly. Right. Cool. Well, you know what, listeners, I know that free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Through the Pantheon Network and this show, Almost Famous Minute, at Adam and Eve. You get to select almost any one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Just make sure you enter offer code AFMPOD at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. You can get a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And on top of all that, you also get six free spicy movies. Yeah, that's right, movies. I know you all like movies because you listen to this podcast about the movie Almost Famous. Finally, you also get free shipping. That's right. Can't do better than that. That's AFMPOD, AFMPOD, at adamandeve.com. Just type in AFMPOD at checkout. It's all happening. It's all happening. happening. Um, But then that's when, uh, you know, we have Russell uh, sitting down next to William and you know, he's saying, fire away, I'm ready. And that's when we get the very professional, as as, as Russell puts it. When did you get so professional <laughs> comeback line uh, to, to William? His questions are yeah. very good questions. They're, aside from just being professional, they're really good. And it, especially coming from a kid... He, he doesn't know he doesn't know how old William is, but obviously he's younger and they they are really good questions. I, I would actually mm-hmm. like to hear 
my favorite bands answer those questions. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, it's so hit his um, Patrick Fugit's acting was just so good here. Cause you can tell in this moment that he planned the first um, four, the, the first three questions and then kind of threw in that mm-hmm. love thing. He's trying to dig a little for, for some dirt yeah. on Russell and Penny. It, it's, it's so sweet. But 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 Russell doesn't know that. That's you know what makes it even better. And his face is is so good. He just doesn't expect these questions from this this kid. You know, the rapid fire nature of the question. It's just got this eagerness to it. That's it's really it. It does reveal his age in a very in a very sweet way, though. I think. I I was very much like, oh, he's a, he's a small bean in this kind of he, he's just a precious child. Um and I I very much like saw myself in William in that. I've done I did interviews at that age with like professionals and I was so overwhelmed that I'm like, please just think I'm somewhat smart and like Aww. do this thing. So it's it's really cool to see someone like mm. do it with someone he really looks up to and it's not it's something he's passionate about and like realize that this energy that this actor is bringing in are all real things that people actually do experience when they're doing stuff like this and I thought he portrayed that very well yeah he and then his smile when he gets the compliment from russell mm-hmm. you could tell he's downplaying his reaction a little mm-hmm. that little smile like well yeah you know it's it's so so good that that interaction right there. R- Russell almost looked like he couldn't answer those questions. Like it was almost too deep for him. Did you guys get that feeling? I wonder at all? if it's just overwhelming. Like to get four really kind of intense questions rapid fired at you. It's like R- right. I my brain does not function on this level right now. <laughs> You're asking me too much. Right. Right. Um, now the, the those first two questions, I feel like that is maybe the strongest kind of uh, connection we can make, possibly. Um, I'll definitely look for others. Um, to the other music two thousand film, High Fidelity. You know, Aww. because in that movie, you know, uh, John Cusack's character Rob. You know, I mean, he definitely has this. It's definitely this kind of mopey <laughs> character that he plays throughout a lot of it, and um, and and he goes into uh, uh, de- you know uh, songs and, and and being and being depressed and sad and miserable and what have you, and, and questions that he asks, he asks, he re- he breaks the fourth wall with, right. Um, so I you know, and that's that's definitely something I I look forward to maybe doing. Not minute by minute, but a little something special maybe at the end of the movie. <laughs> right. A little a little more uh, discussion, uh, introspection into that, that movie. Sure. I don't know that one that well. I've seen it a couple times and liked it every time. I, I feel like I actually knew that that movie a little bit better at the time. And I knew I, I the, with both of these movies coming out in 2000, that's the year I 
just like you right now, Kondra, <laughs> graduating from college. And um, that's when I graduated from college. It was 2000. And, you know, so I had kind of some other stuff going on. But I certainly was aware of both these movies when it came out. Don't think I saw either one right away, but um, but got around to them. And, and then I even ended up, the next year, I even ended up, uh, before I got where I am now, uh, the company I'm, I'm with now, I was at a bookstore even. So it, it was around that time uh, because High Fidelity was based on a book versus this mm-hmm. not being based on, you know, based on a life. Um, uh, uh, so I, I definitely read High Fidelity back then and, and was actually a little bit more into High Fidelity um, for a little bit uh, until I really kind of realized uh, almost the, the greatness of, of this movie. Oh, that was a big year for, for your Yeah. And, and there's <laughs> even a couple more just on, on either side of the year as well, like with uh school of rock and, mm-hmm. and uh, eight mile. Oh, so good. And I mean, school of rock, look what became of it. Actual <laughs> schools of rock. <laughs> I'm like that musical was really fun too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Was um, it original songs or? Yeah, they... Andrew Lloyd Webber, yeah. Oh, um, wow. So, so um, and the last half hour, 45 minutes is just a straight up rock and roll show. It was, oh, that's it was awesome. awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's fun. Um, speaking of musicals, um, going back to the last minute, but uh, yeah. But no, it's funny how the, the rock movies, they, co- they come out in bunches every so often. You'll get a lot, huh? And then they'll kind of fade again. Then they'll come back. Yeah, the bi- the biopics lately with uh, Queen and Elton yeah. John. Yeah. Then yesterday was in that same yeah, bracket too, sure. but it was less biopic. But um, yeah, Queen and Elton John coming out at basically within six months of each other. And Molly Crew. Hmm. <laughs> you know that's funny. Now I'm thinking about it. My favorite musical came out in 2001. On a movie, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. That's funny. Mm. <laughs> so, another uh, another little background thing, I guess, that I, I caught was that before um, Dick comes in with the t-shirts, um, Russell, they, they do the far shot, and Russell pushes the microphone away oh, yeah. wow. from mm-hmm. William. So like why why did he do that? <laughs> that's that's in his nature. That's what he's always doing throughout this whole movie. <laughs> like did did the questions scare him? Like, yeah, what, right. He went, you know yeah. like Conjure said, was he just overwhelmed or could he not answer them or why why did he push that microphone away? And wow. you feel so bad for William because he finally was gonna get his interview and then Again, it's it's not happening. It's not all happening. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we made the almost famous joke a couple times at least so far, but now we finally got a. <laughs> it's not all happening joke. That's great. Yay! Yeah, it's a great catch. Yeah, I did not notice that as I, I see it here. Yeah, I noticed wow. it too when I was watching through for, oh, in yeah. prep for this, and I was like, hmm. What's that all about? But um, the other thing, that background thing that caught me was um, Beth has an incense just burning behind her ear. Yeah. And I'm like, that seems dangerous. Just a little bit. (laughs) 
it was the seventies. <laughs> Probably a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Dick drops the box of t-shirts, uh, and he says it's their first t-shirts. <laughs> so, how weird is that today? Especially, I mean, I don't know if that really, it, you know, for for a band that's out on the road and you know, it's, it's like their third album is coming out. You know, either just or you know, will be soon. I, I believe I forget, I forget exactly right around there, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, I mean, today, I mean, you know, we all have our own t-shirts. We, we can all make our own t-shirts at will, and and I have for the show. <laughs> so go, make sure you go to tpublic.com slash user slash Lucky Mustard to find the almost famous t-shirts. I definitely don't think it was as big of a thing back then. It, You know, it, yeah. I think it, having a t-shirt was definitely a, a bigger deal. Definitely. It was always more about the music and um it i guess it 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 would make sense to to have their first t-shirt so far in yeah you know mm. it's exciting getting your for do, do you guys have this shirt the actual t-shirt the stillwater shirt I I do not have anything like this yet. So maybe at the time of this being released, I'll have something similar um, <laughs> up. But um, yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I I know I've seen them out there to get you know a, a more authentic looking than I would than I would produce. You know, I would I'd love to slap my little logo on <laughs> on on. That'd on be awesome. Too, but yeah, that'd be so cool. So, so do you have? So do you have? I do. I was going to say we should all superimpose ourselves in a picture in our Stillwater shirts. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very thoughtful gift a couple couple of years back that I got that. Yeah, that was. So it's this moment with William is it's another kind of disappointing moment um, for him because he turns the microphone off and he knows that the shirts are more important than the interview. And there's like this little mm-hmm. bit of frustration yeah. hits that button, you know, it's like, Oh, again, but this is more important. But that, that really stinks for him because of how hard he's been trying to just get this interview. Well, I think there's a little frustration and then it's like, Ooh, I'm a fan again. I, I he, I think he kind of turns the switch into being like, okay. I can just be excited to get the ins on a band I like and f- see their merch before other people. Yeah. Well, we'll find out in minute 52, of course, what he does. <laughs> Not saying, or maybe 53, I don't know. Um, it's, it, it's, it's a good moment when he takes the shirt out. It's like everyone kind of stops what they're doing. And that's just such a nice moment. Everyone, the band, the crew, the band-aids, you know, just gathering around to to see this shirt. It's a pretty nice moment. And obviously all of them don't 100% get along. So to be brought together just for this moment <laughs> was nice. But then it all gets taken away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which, I mean, we don't, we don't have that true for this minute, that true feeling yet. I right, mean, you know, because all we get is Dick holding the, you know, 
the the t-shirt that most of the people can see at that point you know hopefully everyone can see it's in the band they all you know it's like they came around so that way they could see it at the same time right essentially um it's so crazy that the minute cuts right there when they hold the shirt up Mm -hmm. that exact second that's awesome the minute gods shine down upon us <laughs> well sometimes yes. and other times poorly, you know, especially for hev- heavily jokey uh, movies by minute shows like uh, Airplane Minute or Young Frankenstein. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, sometimes, you know, punchlines are cut off and <laughs> right, <laughs> per- right. pretty perfectly, but unperfectly, imperfectly, because it's awful. So right. it's so much better if you actually get full jokes within within the cut minutes. Fantastic Mr. Fox. We had one of our most famous lines cut in half, and I was like, no. Oh, no. (laughs) So, yeah. But it's that always, it's a nice feeling of satisfaction when it actually works out, and you're like, yes. Yeah. I also wonder how many of these t-shirts had, how how many did they order (laughs) Mm. with this bad image? It's, it's not like today where, where that's a much easier fix and there's so many different merch companies, but how many of these shirts had to be sent back and redone? We obviously only see the one box, but that was another just, Thing that's not really relevant but you kind of think about it those little details yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i mean the, the number of shirts in that box i mean 100 i don't know <laughs> but you know you know what in all the different sizes you know i mean who knows? yeah it's crazy so um this time let's uh uh, here just uh more you know since, since it's been a little while um Kondra, um remind us of uh you know when when you saw it just just give us a little bit of that story again if you would oh gosh i'm trying After to remember that. um yeah no sure uh so definitely would have been a bit older my parents were a little more cautious on what they showed us um my first distinct memory of seeing this is the airplane sequence I, that yeah. might have been i very rarely will sit and watch a full movie so that was probably i watched that bit and then probably went back to it again later and hmm. actually watched more of it um nature of the beast in my house with can't can't have the time to watch a film movie but uh that 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 airplane that when they think they're all gonna die yeah. is probably one of my <laughs> favorite scenes in any movie and even rewatching it for today kind of thing it was just like when is it gonna be like i was just waiting for it not that i wasn't enjoying the rest of it but it was just one of those like somewhere in the back of my brain i was like i'm gonna get to see one of like my favorite scenes and the fact that this movie has so much going on and the characters are all really well developed and they all have a purpose like for the most part or they're they're they have a meaning to the story overall. I just, I'm gaining more appreciation from it the more I'm like getting involved 
yeah. with it, like <laughs> seeing it more, that kind of stuff, right. just because it was not on my radar for a while because it wasn't something that would have, I, I didn't grow mm. up with it in the same way because it is an R film and um, I probably didn't see it until late middle school. Um, so that'd have been like two th- late 2000s. So um, it was kind of, not that it faded from pop culture awareness, but it gained, it seemed to have gained like a cult classic Mm -hmm. status fairly quickly that that's where I would have encountered it. Not so much like, oh, this really great film with these kind of actors and that kind of, that, that mindset. It was more, oh, here's a good cult film. Right. Hmm. Being of a younger age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, just just to make sure, um, Jess, uh, is there is there uh, places online you'd want anyone to, to to find you, or you don't you don't want anyone finding you? Yeah. If you want to if, give out any kind of information like that, that's you're welcome I've, to. Now. If anyone wants to say hello, yes. my Instagram handle is Led Jesslin. <laughs> that's Led Zeppelin, but replace the Zepp. <laughs> with a Jess. Um, I basically just, I post a lot about my favorite bands and favorite artists and um, lots of music clips. Just try and turn people on good music. But if anyone wants to say hi, feel free. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And, and, uh, uh, Kondra, would you like to give out like some, some, uh, ways that people can find you on, on the social networks and so forth. Sure. People can find me on the internet at Amateur Nerds on Twitter. I'm not anywhere else other than Twitter. Um, and then the podcast can be found on all your normal podcatchers. Uh, if you look up Amateur Nerds, Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute, Wildcat Minute, Dr. Horrible Singalong Blog, The Evil Podcast of Evil, which we, which is what we actually called it, can find us on all of the internet things. So That's a great name. The evil podcast of evil. That's just fantastic. It was that was a very proud moment that my brother and I had when we were like, "Yes, I love it. Great job. Thank you." <laughs> yeah, everyone should definitely go check all that stuff out. Um, and so for the show itself, uh, just uh, I'll give out uh, the Twitter and Instagram again at Almost Famous Men. Um, and, uh, just also make sure you check out, uh, pantheonpodcast.com for a lot of other great rock and roll podcast, uh, shows. Um, so this has been minute 51. I really appreciate both, uh, Jess as guest and, and Kondra as co-host, uh, for being on. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me back. You've done great jobs and, uh. Hopefully, hopefully we get to hear some more more from each of you, maybe further down the line. Sure, can't wait. Uh, yeah, I'll be back. I think in the nineties. I think. Yeah, right. I think you did uh, ask for. And yeah. Hope to hope to make that work out. Yes, can't wait. Um. So this has been minute fifty one. We'll be back next week with fifty two. And until then, it's all happening. It's all, it's all happening. happening. I am a golden god! You know the queen of hearts is 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.